Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Adam Brenneman joins the show. Adam, what's going on, man? I appreciate you taking the time. What's up, man? I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to talk some uh, some South Carolina football, man. Yeah, dude, absolutely. So I was looking over everything you do, man. And again, you're kind of – you're doing a little bit of everything, man. You're a college football analyst for ESPN. You're an entrepreneur with your own thing with, 
what is it, College Sports Co. or Mercury? Is that the name of it? Yep. Yep. Mercury, okay. You've got your own podcast as well. Next up with Adam Brenneman. So, and also, by the way, you're a three-time All-American tight end at Penn State. And did you spend a year at UMass, or what? What was your college career? Because I remember you at Penn State. I don't remember the UMass yeah. experience. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the uh, appreciate the intro. Yeah, I spent yeah. two years at UMass. So I was at Penn State for okay. three years. Um, was a freshman All-American at Penn State. Got hurt, had a knee injury, transferred to UMass, and then uh, I kind of had two good years at UMass, and then. Went to the went to the combine, the Senior Bowl, and failed physicals for my knee. And that's when I kind of got into coaching and um, got to kind of this point here now. But uh, but yeah, I, I, South Carolina recruited me back in the day. It was okay. uh, who was who was the quarterbacks coach? Um, oh, GA Mangus, right? Was he the yeah, GA? Yeah, yeah. yeah GA recruited me. He recruited Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So uh, South Carolina was one of my one of my first offers. Very nice. Well, Adam, I did my best with the intro in regards to everything you're doing, but just let folks know everything you're up to, where they can find your work. Again, I know you've got the podcast, which is where that that uh, conversation with Shane Beamer is featured. Again, you're an entrepreneur, which I love and respect. But uh, let everybody know just, again, where they can find all of your work and tune into all your great content. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. So, yeah, my my uh, weekly podcast is called Next Up with Adam Brenneman. We have head coaches and athletes and a bunch of guys. Coach Beamer was on last week. Um, that's uh, that's on YouTube. Uh, you can look up Next Up with Adam Brenneman. Um, all over social media at Adam Brenneman and uh, posting tons of content around college football, the podcast guests, all that kind of stuff. And um, just trying to, trying to blow up social media, man. That's kind of, that, that's kind of our goal. We just post a ton of content and, uh, and you know, bring a lot of value to people in the college football world. That, that, that's what we're trying to do. And I'm excited for all the, trying to have on some more SEC head coaches and coach Beamer was really one of the first head coaches you know, man, like it's, it's hard to get these mm-hmm. coaches to sit down for 10 minutes, let alone an hour and 15 minutes uh, to talk about anything. So Coach Beamer was, was, was really cool to, cool to talk to. Adam, before we get going, I'm curious, why didn't you choose South Carolina? Uh, you know, man, when you grow up in Pennsylvania and, and, and uh, Penn State offers you, it's hard not to not to go to Penn State. So that was yeah. that was uh, I never even got got the chance to visit South Carolina. Uh, you know, I looked at a few I looked at a few SEC schools like Bama, Florida, but South Carolina, for whatever reason, just never really uh, was that high on the list. A lot of it too is just timing and how hard a school recruits you and um, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great program, man. I but I was they're, they're one of my first SEC offers, so I'll always always be thankful. Well, Adam, let's go ahead and get into it, man. I want to start with your one-on-one conversation with Shane Beamer. And, of course, like you mentioned, that full convo is on YouTube. You've posted a bunch of clips on social media. And so I want to ask you to rehash everything you guys talked about. But I'm just looking, man. You talked about his life as a head coach. Of course, getting the Carolina job, growing up with his dad, being Frank Beamer, uh, you know, recruiting, philosophies. Uh, I'll ask you this. I'm sure it's hard to narrow it down to one thing. But, like, what were your biggest takeaways walking away from that conversation? You know, what were your thoughts, your biggest takeaways from that combo with Shane Beamer? Yeah, a couple of things. I mean, I've been so impressed with how how much Coach Beamer's bought into the kind of this new era of college football, right? Mm-hmm. He, the, the content, the social media, the recruiting, the transfer portal, the NIL, and being innovative on every step of it. We talked about kind of – he's done a lot of these videos, the social media videos, right, the – the office uh, parody, the, you know, he's doing, he's dancing on social. So like that kind of stuff I think is really cool. And I asked him about that and kind of the strategy behind it. And he said like the more people that see our program, the better and that he's, 
embracing it. I think that's been really cool. And I think a lot of a lot of coaches and programs will take notes from what, how he's building that brand at South Carolina. We talked off camera. There's a book, and he actually was talking about it too, um, called Brands Win Championships. And it basically talks about how, um, you know, the best programs in college athletics, they really start with just a, just a brand. And the brands are the ones that become the best, and it all trickles down from the brand. I know that's something he believes in a lot. So that was cool to talk about. The cool, my, my favorite part of the conversation on camera was probably when he dove into the 25-minute the story of how he got the South Carolina job. I think that was really neat to hear. You know, the search firm called him and was like, hey, you're probably not getting this job, but we just want to interview you anyway. Um, to the AD calling him and making small talk the day that he knew they were making the decision. And, you know, they're talking about a, a game on TV, and he's like, just get to, just get to it and tell me, did I get the job or not? Um, so that, that, I thought he told some really cool stories there. And, I, and for anyone who hasn't watched yet, I think you get to see Coach Beamer's personality, and he kind of get relaxes a little bit. And with coaches, you know, like you get you get the coach speak all the time, right? You hear the same lines, the same one-liners. And I think for parts of the pod, he was able to kind of be himself and tell some funny stories and talk a little bit. We talked about um, the biggest, toughest recruiting loss in in, uh, in in his career. And he talked about what if South Carolina would have been able to, to keep Quinn and A.J. Green mm. and keep those guys home in South Carolina. So there's a lot, a lot of really cool parts of it. Well, Adam, speaking of Beamer and the job he's done the first two years, I mean, how would you evaluate it, of course, back in 2021? And like you mentioned, he's hired in 2020. And, you know, I know here locally and amongst Gamecock Nation, I think most were in favor of the hire. I know I was because I felt like it was the it was the roll of the dice that South kind of needed. And if you really, if you know the program and you evaluated it honestly, you know it's a very tough job. It's a unique job. And you need somebody in there who doesn't just view it as a stopping place. They view it as home, which is, I'm sure, Beamer talked about, and he obviously views it that way. But uh, a bit of a roll of the dice, if you will. A lot of people, you know, I, I actually posted something a couple of days ago, Athlon Sports, in which they do a great job in their magazine, but they ranked him 14th amongst SEC head coaches. So he had a lot to prove, and he's definitely done that his first two years. I mean, 2021, just getting to a bowl game was a victory, but they then win the bowl game uh, in big fashion over North Carolina. Last year, obviously, what they did to close out the season – beating both Tennessee and Clemson, getting to eight wins. So your just overall thoughts on the job he's done through two seasons in Columbia. I mean, it's extremely impressive. You look at – I mean, you mentioned last season that win against Tennessee um, to beat Clemson finally, you know, uh, at South Carolina and get that place back to where people can be proud of it. I mean, you know, it, you mentioned it, it's a unique job for a lot of reasons. I mean, from a recruiting standpoint, you know, where you have to go to recruit there and – who you're recruiting against at every step, uh, it's, it's unique. And, and for a program in the SEC that, that, that's had some success, it doesn't have the tradition that a lot of those programs do, like an Alabama, like an Auburn, like a Tennessee. Um, so it, it is, a, it is a, a tough job, per se. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, the, like you mentioned, the cool part is that this is a job that Coach Beamer's wanted his whole life and has been dreaming of being the head coach of South Carolina since he was a kid. Uh, so – you know, he says on the pod, everything I've done has, has been to be the head coach here. Right? That, that's been the goal. Um, so I, I think that's what you want as a program, as a fan base. Uh, the job he's done with, with Spencer, I think, is, is really unique and, and, you know, how he's kind of handled that, that dynamic. Spencer, love him or hate him, whatever you want to say about Spencer, Spencer is a unique individual with a unique personality. There's no other way to put it. You can defend him all you want. I like I like his personality. I, I I've spent some time time around him, but 
he's very unique. I mean, he's a he's a quarter and a lot just for the record, a lot of quarterbacks do have unique personalities. But but Spencer's that's not an easy dynamic to handle. And the way he's kind of developed him, the maturity that Spencer's had since he's been there, um, I think is really impressive. And and he's handled that thing really, really well. And then and then they're recruiting at a super high level. I mean, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Can you get the players in the program? Uh, to have the success that 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 you need, so um, I, I, I'm a, I, the expectations now are high, though. I mean, that, that's that's the reality. Is whenever you whenever you go eight and five, and whenever you uh, you know beat Clemson, Tennessee, the expectations are high moving forward. But I think that uh, they have the pieces in place to to meet meet the expectations. And Adam, you speak on Spencer Rattler. I want to take the conversation there. What did Shane Beamer have to say about his quarterback? And then what are your, your views on him? Because, you know, I know last year at this time, there was uh, some mixed feelings. You know, you had some people like the Jordan Rodgers and the Tim Tebow's of the world over at SEC Network that thought he was a top three or four quarterback in the SEC. Then you had a guy like David Pollock who said, hey, he's coming from Oklahoma where they had better players, a better system. And now he's coming to South Carolina with less of that. I don't think he's going to be very good. And for 10 games, David Pollock was very much so proved right. And then the final two, we saw truly the ceiling and the talent of Spencer Rattler. So I feel like, Adam, there's this – there's kind of a mixed bag again where it's like, well, can he bottle up what he did in the final two weeks and carry that over? Was it all on Marcus Satterfield and the offensive play calling in the scheme that was limiting him? Uh, Shane Beamer's comments and thoughts on his quarterback and then your thoughts and comments as well on uh, your expectations for Rattler this season. Yeah, I asked Coach pretty directly, actually two times, uh, about Spencer and kind of at, like um, got was trying to get him to dive a little deeper into Spencer and kind of how that whole thing played out. And and I think my first question to him was, you know, just what he's seen from Spencer since he's been there. And he talked about the leader that he is and how he's won over the locker room. And he talked about how you know Spencer was struggling for part of the year, but. He also struggled, right? People were saying he was struggling while they beat Tennessee, while they beat Cle- – like, there were also a lot of really bright points, and you saw the talent, the arm strength, the ability to create plays. Uh, when he takes care of the football, he's really good. When he doesn't try to do too much and plays within the system – Coach and I were talking about this off camera a little bit. When he plays within the, the system and plays within what he's asked to do, he's as good as anyone in the SEC. And I believe that. I mean, he's got as much talent, as much arm talent, as much athleticism as anyone in the country. It's when he tries to do too much, right? So I think that's the number one thing I'm looking for for Spencer and for this offense now. Like, can can the part of it's on the coaching staff, right? Can they keep him in a scheme where he can play his best, put him in the best situation possible? I then asked coach and I dove a little deeper and I said, for Spencer's entire career, there has been a negative connotation around his name for his time in high school to Oklahoma to leaving Oklahoma to now at South Carolina. There always seems to be. It's never fully positive. It's always something, but there's a but with Spencer at all times. Number one, how do we get past that? And two, what's that come from? Like, why is, why is there always this connotation around Spencer? And he talked about the, the, the TV show when he was in high school. The, um, the uh, what's it called? QB1 TV show. Yeah. Spencer didn't, the show, and I know how those reality shows are. They don't, they didn't <laughs> do a great job of portraying him in the best light. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The times and coach made a point that it all started with that the negative connotation and he and he goes on to say if you're judging uh, Spencer Rattler based off a TV show when he was 16 or 17 years old then God help you mm-hmm. um, and he actually defended him pretty pretty strongly and that's kind of what I wanted to hear what he had to say when I asked him about that I don't think he particularly loved my question when I said that there's been negative uh, kind of there's been a negative perception around Spencer but um, but yeah I think at the end of the day. Spencer now has a chance to put a full season together, block out all the noise, get the whole, you know, uh, I mean, I was looking at articles before the interview. I mean, there's been national analysts that have straight up called Spencer a bad teammate, uncoachable, bad personality. I mean, like not, not, not many, not many were holding back. And I think now he's got a chance. I'm not saying that's true. I'm not saying it's even remotely true, but he has a chance now to put it all behind him, build off the momentum and just play really good, solid football, win games, stay out of drama, don't cause issues, and take care of the football. Uh, and if he does that, I think they're going to be really good. So I'm excited to see it. I, I mean, I was at Arizona State. Spencer's from that from from that area. So we got to know him and his family a little bit when we were recruiting him too. Um, so it, it's uh, he's got a chance to be really, really good. I'm excited to see how it all plays out. Yeah, and Adam, speaking to your point, I mentioned this last year about midseason because, again, I mean, we, you know, on this side of things, we watch every single game, you know, pay attention to the sideline, any antics, whatever. And, you know, I thought it was really actually unfair that, to your point, Spencer Rattler was labeled as this bad teammate, bad body language, whatever. You saw none of that last year, but, of course, that wasn't highlighted, which is typical. I understand how media works and everything else. But, you know, by all accounts, I thought he was a great teammate last year and really a tough season in which – I'll be honest with you, at times maybe it would have been justified for him to get really, really frustrated and upset. And, you know, he could have shown some of that emotion and been caught on camera, but that never happened. And I think that does not get recognized enough uh, for what Spencer Rattler did. Adam, your thoughts on this Gamecocks offense going in the 2023 season, just based off what you've seen, not even so much your conversations with Coach Beamer, but if you want to factor that in. uh, Obviously, Spencer Rattler's top target, Juice Wells, is back. The running back position, bit of a question. Offensive line, bit of a question. You add Trey Knox out of the transfer portal at tight end. Uh, Do you think the offensive line can hold up well enough to get the most out of those weapons that Spencer Rattler has at his disposal? Yeah, well, that's the first thing I was going to say was the the offensive line is the big question mark, right? Especially in that conference, you got to have a good offensive line. So, um, you know, uh, it's going to come come down to that, and and Spencer again, as a lot of quarterbacks are, Spencer's at his best when he when, when that when he's not when he doesn't have a guy in his face right away. You know, there's some quarterbacks who almost 
they almost play better when there's chaos around them. And I don't view Spencer in that light. I think Spencer's better when things are calm. He can still create with his legs, but he plays better with a clean pocket um, from what I've seen on film. So that's the first thing I'm, I'm, I'm looking for, that offensive line. Um, you mentioned Knox, the tight end who, who came in. I'm excited to see him. Um, he's played a lot of football in his career. Um, I, Coach Beaver mentioned him to me off camera too, about a guy he's excited about. Um, and, you know, with, with the, the new offensive coordinator, I mean, at the end of the day, can he put the scheme to, uh, around Spencer and allow him to play within the system? That, that, that's, that's the biggest thing to me. They have the talent. Can the offensive line hold up? And can the, will the scheme be a good fit for Spencer? Can they fit the scheme around Spencer and not try to fit Spencer in the scheme? And I think that's that, that's the biggest thing. I know that's why Coach Beamer made that hire, and why um, you know why he's so excited about it. So I'm I'm excited to see it. I think they got they got a chance to be really really good. I, I like the defense. I think the defense has a chance to be good. Um, you know, with, with with all those guys, I I like the I like the the, the front seven strong. Um, you know, Coach talked about some of those guys on the pod too. So um, you know, I, I'm excited all the way around. I think they got a, they got a chance to have a really, really solid season. And obviously the expectations are high now. But as everything does in the SEC and college football, it's really – it's going to come down to how well the quarterback plays. Yeah. Adam, switching gears a little bit back to your conversation one-on-one with Beamer, he talked about, you know, steps to becoming a national contender. And I'm sure Shane Beamer's a guy that has a plan. Um, you know, from the outside looking in, I would say it's as simple as just recruit the best players and coach well and hope the ball bounces your way but I'm sure it's much, much more complex than that. What did he detail to you in regards to what it's going to take to get South Carolina football back to the level or just close to that level they were under uh, under Steve Spurrier just a couple of years ago? Yeah, he talked a little bit about the confidence around the program, and that was a, an interesting topic and comment that he made. Um, you know, he, he's, I, I asked him, actually, what was the biggest thing that surprised you when you got to campus here? When you got this job, you walked in here, what shocked you the most? And he said the lack of confidence the players had in this program. Uh, and so that was one of the things that he said, you know, even in year, in year three now, um, he, he's still building that up. and still getting that to the point where these players week in and week out believe they can win every single game. Uh, that's not an easy place to get to, but I think they're on the right track. So that's number one. Uh, he talked about recruiting, obviously, and, and having to have a great strategy between how you use high school scholarships and how you use the portal. Um, you know, obviously the portal can lead to a quick fix, but can it truly, can it truly fix a, the foundation of a program that's, that was broken for a while? Um, so the balance there is really, really important. And then, um, you know, having a great coaching staff and making sure they, they take care of things. But uh, he talked too about this coming season and it was funny. And he kind of said the same thing I just did about how a lot of times in college football, if your quarterback plays really, really, really well, you got a chance to, to go a long way. So I think for this season, it's it's a lot of it's going to fall in the hands of Spencer. But as everything does in, in, in the game of college football now, it's going to come down to how well they recruit and how well and the kind of players they can get in this program. Who can they get for uh, to replace Spencer? Can they get that uh, the big the big offensive lineman to come to Columbia and, and make an impact? So uh, I, I think they're they're definitely in the right direction. They're rebuilding this thing the right way. I love how he's I love the strategy between the portal and the high school recruits and how they're allocating those scholarships and they're not. They're not doing the Deion Sanders revamp the whole roster in one season. Uh, it's strategic, taking transfers where you have to, but also using the high school recruits to build your program for longevity, uh, which is, which is you know, I think, a really important thing in today's college football. 
Adam, again, this is from the outside looking in, but uh, I'm just curious from your conversation with Shane Beamer was one of your takeaways. You know, I, I view Coach Beamer, and, and you love it as a Gamecock fan, but he, he's he got an edge about him. Like, he, he's he's very much – I mean, you hear him with the media sometimes, and like you mentioned, uh, the confidence around the program. You know, he had the find some joy comments, and he's like, everybody around here is always kind of waiting on something bad to happen. Like, he's just got that fire, that edge. We've seen him, you know, chirp at people on social media – I mean, did you did you pick that up? Because again, that's a great quality to have in your head football coach when he's got that he's got that love for South Carolina number one, but he's got that competitiveness, that drive, that fuel to the fire. You know, not just on the field, but in recruiting and really all facets that you love to see if you're a Gamecock fan. Did you did you also pick up on that? Yeah, I mean, he's he's unique for in a lot of different ways. He has that fiery personality. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, like he has, he's embracing all those things that head coaches for a long time haven't embraced. Right. I mean, even again, the, to come on the podcast, like that's a thing that coaches haven't done for a long time. The way he uses social media, the way, you know, the, the, the way he answers those questions when I ask about Spencer and the way he defends him to the T instantly, I think a lot of it's unique. And, and whenever you're unique, in an, in an industry like college football that's done things a certain way for such a long time, the hard-nosed old-school coaches, a lot of people aren't going to like it. They're not. They're going to think it's a little weird. They're going to make fun of them. They're going to say, you know, Shane Beamer, focus on playing on coaching football, right? And he said that on the pod. I asked him about all the social media and the videos. He said it's all great until you lose a game and everyone's like, maybe if he wasn't <laughs> filming skits, they'd win more games, um, which is true. That's what they say. But at the end of the day, the way he he – He's comfortable with his own skin. He is who he is, and he's building the program the right way and embracing all these new aspects that a lot of times haven't been embraced. I think is really good. And if I'm a Gamecock fan, like I'm fired up. Like I'm spent. Shane Beamer as my head coach is is number one as a player. I'm excited to play for him. Number two as a fan, I'm excited to root for that team. And it, and he makes it easy to be a South Carolina fan right now. There's definitely a lot of momentum in the air when you're when you're around Columbia. And so now, Adam, we move into year three of the Shane Beamer era. Like you mentioned, you win seven in year one. You win eight in year two. People want more. The expectations are here. You've got your quarterback back. You've got Juice Wells back. you got key pieces on defense back. Your overall thoughts on this Gamecocks football team entering the 2023 season. I mean, we've all heard about the schedule, how daunting it is. You open up with that matchup against Drake May and Charlotte and the North Carolina Tar Heels. You've got Georgia on the road week three. You got to go to Tennessee, to Texas A&M. Oh, no, by the way, you still play Clemson. You know, I've had a lot of conversations with people in regards to what is success in year three and just how pivotal year three is for head coaches and their programs. And it's sort of the the year that kind of shows whether or not you're on, you know, what type of trajectory you're on, which, you know, I, I think you can get maybe a little bit carried away with that. But I will say there's numbers to back up that if you're going to begin to make a jump and an ascension, year three is it. However, again, I would say with the portal – you know, it's accelerated, right? I mean, year two is basically year four now because you can go yeah. in the portal and get a guy like a Spencer Rattler. With that being said, when you look at the 2023 season and also, Adam, what I think is interesting, you know, when you talk about the hype around this Gamecocks football program and this team, you know, I almost feel like the hype train has lost a little bit of steam since January because of the way the transfer portals impact this program because of the way it's impacted other programs in the SEC and, you know, maybe just the realities of this daunting schedule setting in. However, though, expectations are high in Columbia. So when you look at year three for Gamecocks football, what would you spell as a successful season uh, for Shane Beer in this program to continue their ascension and the growth under his leadership? 
Yeah, I think a couple things. I think they've already made the leap, right? I mean, you know, you, you mentioned kind of uh, how do you how do you you know year three is the time to make the leap. I'd argue that they've made it, right? When you beat Clemson, you beat Tennessee, um, you end the season the way they did. I think they've already made that jump. Where Shane Beamer's number one bought himself time as a head coach. Like they could they could have an average season, and, and he's not on the hot seat, right? Like he he's bought himself time. Um, he's shown that 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 the way he wants to do things and the great, the, the really important thing is not just buying time, having those wins shows your locker room that the way coach wants to do it is the right way, right? It will work if we believe in what coach B was selling us. So number one, that's really important. I think the schedule is incredibly difficult. I mean, we're going to find out how good they are week one, right? When they got to play North Carolina, um, the fact that they played Georgia week three, just, it's not an easy schedule. They got to play the SEC gauntlet. Um, I think success for the South Carolina program is it – I'm happy with an eight to nine win season. I mean, that, that, that's where I'm – you know, I, I don't see any way that they have double-digit wins. Um, it would be – it would shock me. Um, again, I could see a seven-win season and still be optimistic about the future for South Carolina football. Uh, there's a lot of ways that this thing can play out. Obviously, the margin of error is, like, literally that big when you're playing that schedule. Um, I – I, I think to think that, that they're going to jump to, you know, uh, contending for an SEC championship and a playoff contention in, in year three just isn't realistic. But the good part is he's shown improvement that he's building it the right way. And with time, which he'll get now, I believe, he'll get a couple more years to kind of put it, get his guys in there, get the program going, get the culture built, that, that it can happen. Um, but the schedule, they, they got no favors on that schedule this year, so – uh, I think nine nine win season, like I'm I'm fired up if I'm a, if I'm a South Carolina fan, um, and uh, I, and I think I'm I'm you know pretty pretty happy with that. I would I would take that one. I would take that to the bank right now, uh, and be pretty happy about it. Now, Adam, I know you're on a Gamecock show, but I promise there's no pressure to answer this with a South Carolina bias. But I'm just curious your take in the SEC East right now. It's safe to say Georgia's number one. I'd feel confident or comfortable putting Vanderbilt at number seven. Of the programs that are sort of in the middle of the pack right now, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Mizzou, and Florida, which of those would you be – I'll just say this. Which of those would you be buying stock and selling stock? Because I know Gamecock fans, are sort of like, why does Tennessee get all this love and this hype? You beat them 63-38 to 38 last year. Uh, you know, Mizzou, I think most Gamecock fans think that South Carolina's program is better than Mizzou, but they beat you four in a row. Um, yeah. Kentucky seems to be kind of back on the rise with Devin Leary at quarterback and Liam Cohen, their OC. And then, you know, I know Florida's kind of down in the dumps with Billy Napier and they're figuring it out, but Florida's still Florida, right? They can flip yeah. a switch and get right back. So how do you view it? If you had to do like stock up, stock, stock down, uh, how would you label those programs and which ones do you most believe in that can maybe in the coming years challenge Georgia for that top spot in the East? Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll talk about two of them. Uh, my, my kind of is, the one I've been disappointed in has been Florida. I think I had a lot of faith in Billy Napier when he got there. Billy Napier does things kind of an unconventional way. Um, he's an innovative head coach, younger guy. I don't see any way Florida has, has, has a season that anyone's super proud of um, in Gainesville. I mean, unless, unless, you know, Graham Mertz comes in there and is like in his freaking, you know, Joe Montana. Uh, I don't see any way that, that they, uh, that they have the kind of season that, that everyone, everyone wants. Um, again, where does that put Billy Napier as far as on the hot seat, as far as his job? 
uh, I don't think in a good spot. And obviously the expectations are high at Florida. Um, but if I'm, if I'm selling stock on one of those programs in the middle of the pack, I'm probably selling it on Florida. The one I'm excited about, and you mentioned it, um, and I've actually had, I've actually spent some time there with some of their guys, had some of their players on my show um, is, is, is Kentucky for number one to get Liam Cohen back at offensive coordinator. Um, Liam Cohen, he's a UMass guy. I played at UMass. So like, I know him a little bit. He spent some time with the Rams, great offensive mind, learned from Sean McVay uh, to come back now and be, you know, be, be there for Devin Leary. I, I think is huge. Devin Leary is a guy who for years has been one of the top quarterbacks in college football has, has had some injuries and some adversity, but it seems to kind of all coming together now. They've got some transfers in at the receiver position, at the O-line position. Um, and again, I think the one of the biggest wins of the offseason in the SEC was for Kentucky to bring back Liam Cohen. Um, just a massive, massive land. And, and to do it in partnership when Liam came back, Devin Leary transferred to Kentucky was massive. So I'd say I'd say Kentucky's my – I'm buying stock in Kentucky. Does that mean they're going to win the East? I don't, I'm not saying that, but I'm, but I'm excited about where they're at in that offense. Um, and I think, you know, last year's – I think that I think the offense from at Kentucky will make the biggest jump of anyone in the conference from, from last year to this year. Last year, you know, with the OC they had that came from the NFL, forgetting his name, um, and Will Levis, you know, just – it was a bad system. Didn't, didn't allow Will to be Will. Uh, wasn't great. Offensive line was bad. Now to bring in the transfers they have, to bring in Liam, and to have Devin Leary at quarterback is, is – I think there's a lot to be excited about uh, if, you're, if you're Mark Stoops. Adam, I appreciate you taking the time, man. This has been absolutely electric. One last thing before I let you go. Walking away from your conversation with Shane Beamer on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate that South Carolina has their guy? They're not even necessarily, let's say, win 11 games three years in a row like Shane – or excuse me, like Steve Spurrier did. But what would you rate on a scale of 1 to 10 that South Carolina has their guy to get them, let's say, that – This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That eight to nine win per year mark and be the answer for Gamecocks football for the long term, similar to how his dad was at Virginia Tech. Yeah, I mean, I, if you would have asked me, um, if I was on like a different show and this wasn't a South Carolina show, and you'd, ask, <laughs> you'd ask me like who's the stock up and stock down, mm-hmm. I mean, South Carolina would be my first stop up. I mean, that, that's a – again, I'm a big believer in two things. The, your head coach has to be innovative and a great, great uh, – a great figurehead for your program for a lot of reasons or for NIL, for the portal, for recruiting. I don't think you can have a better fit for what South Carolina needs right now. I, I think the energy he brings, the excitement, the way he's attacking the, the, the recruiting trail. Uh, uh, and, and two, like, again, it comes down to the quarterback. So to have Spencer Atler back for another year, I, I, I couldn't be more optimistic about South Carolina football. I think if like scale of one to 10, like, 10 is like, this guy's going to be the next Nick Saban. Um, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be at like a, like an eight. Like I'm like that excited. I'm buying stock in South Carolina football. Like I'd be, I'd be, uh, I'd be putting my, all my chips in that like in the next, you know, if, if he gets four or five years, you know, that like we're looking at a potential 11 win season pretty soon and getting South Carolina back to, um, 
you know, contention for SEC championships and get getting them to the conversation of being one of the elite programs in college football. Adam Brenneman does fantastic work, guys. Make sure you go over to at Adam Brenneman 81 on Twitter. Of course, it's next up with Adam Brenneman as the podcast. Check out that full conversation with Gamecocks head coach Shane Beaver and also all the other great work that Adam's doing. Adam, I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Let's definitely do this again soon for sure. That was good. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Take care.